0: Hi and welcome to another Peculiar Youth Connect. My name is Tanuro Osa. Um, So on today's episode, we're talking about burnout, burnout notice, especially as we're coming towards Christmas and towards this time of the year and people are shopping and people are trying to get everything done. Sometimes we get overwhelmed. So I guess we're talking about burnout today and the question is, are you doing what God has called you to do or are you adding things to what God hasn't called you to do? So Talking about burnout, I have Pastor Deering Ose with me. She's the assistant pastor at Peculiar Assembly. And she's also the one that is in charge of um, supervising Peculiar Jesus' generation. Again, we're talking about burnout. So share this with your friends, with your family. And may you be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. joining um, Peculiar Youth Connect. Um, This is another episode. I know we didn't do much recording uh, last month, but um, this is a new episode. So today I have um, Pastor Darian with me from Peculiar Assembly, and we're going to be talking about burnout. But before we start and, and we get into the discussion, we're going to commit this time to the Holy Spirit, and we're going to pray. So Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this platform I want to thank you for everyone that will, that will be listening to this. Lord, I pray that you speak to their hearts, that you open their hearts, Lord God, Father. Father, take a heart of stone and make it into a heart of flesh. And Lord, I pray that as we speak about these things, Lord God, that we will not speak out of our own understanding, but that you speak through us. So, Lord, we thank you. We cover the means of, of, of recording, whether it's by phone, whether it's by anything, Lord God, Father, with the blood of Jesus. And, Lord, as your word goes forth, Lord God, Father, we know that I shall not return back to you void. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, um, so yeah, so today we're talking about burnout and um, I titled this burnout notice and, you know, sometimes we, we, we have to pay attention that we're not running on fumes. So I guess the question is, and I'm going to start off with Pastor Durian, you can elaborate on this, like, how does someone prevent burnout? Like when you're getting to that point where it seems like your, your tank is empty, you're running on fumes, everything is going Everything is, is squeaking in a sense. How does someone prevent burnout? How does someone not get to that point, so to speak?
1: Uh, okay. Um, hello, everybody. I think the first thing we have to admit as human beings is that burnout in one form or another will happen. I think it would be almost, it will be a lie and to be insincere to say, As a human being, you will never run into it. So um, I think you can only recognize or prevent burnout if you've gone through it, you've hit that wall, you've hit that rock before. If you haven't, um, you're not going to know what to look for. I don't know if that makes sense. There's some things that you cannot prevent if you've never been through it before. So it's going to be hard to advise somebody, and someone that has no issue with alcohol, is not going to know how to speak to somebody that's an alcoholic, because they wouldn't even recognize the signs that will push that person. Or they might see it, but they wouldn't know it enough because they're not facing that battle. So I think as human beings, burnout will happen at some point. As to when in your life it happens, it it varies for everybody. Uh, But when I was checking, I think because preventing something, can only come if you know what to look for, if you know the signs or if you've experienced it before. So um, when I was checking, um, burnout is a form of exhaustion caused by constantly feeling swamped. It's a result of excessive and prolonged emotional, physical, and mental stress. In many cases, it's usually related to some a person's job. It happens when you're overwhelmed, emotionally drained, unable to keep up with life's incessant demands. So it's a form of exhaustion. The only thing I noticed when I was doing my research is that it's not considered a medical diagnosis. So now, can burnout eventually lead to things that might become medical in nature? Most likely, if you remain in that... Uh, um, ...thing that causes it or triggers it is mm-hmm. not... Med, it's not considered a medical diagnosis. So you can't really go to the doctor and say, well, I'm burnt out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, I think if you stay in it long enough, then it can lead to other things. It can lead to anxiety issues, can lead to depression. It can lead to all kinds of um, things. Um, so looking at that, um, I figured first you want to recognize what it is before you can say, how do I, so how knowing what we now know what burnout is, how do we prevent ourselves from getting to a place where we're swamped? How do we prevent ourselves from, um, getting to a point where there's was stress mentally was stressed physically was stressed emotionally that you can't even, because some, someone that is burnt out can't even be creative. You can't even think of new ways to do things. You can't even be productive in that sense. And, um, they're obviously just looking at it from the outside. It's easy to tell people there are certain things we can do to avoid some of these things. If you work, if you're a workhorse that keeps on working without rest, chances are you will hit burnout pretty quickly because the body is not even made to function without rest. That is why legally you always hear that you can allow people to work for six days, but you have to give them one day off. Right? and god set that example right from genesis when he in seven in, in seven days when he now took rest if god who is omnipotent god who is omnipresent or god who is omniscient can take can have a day of rest how much more us that are not immortal so i think we we to to say you're not going to hit burnout as a, as a as a as a as a person as a human is insincere because there are certain. Sometimes it could be deadlines we want to meet. It could be working with children. It could be working at at, at your job. It could be certain things that you want to meet and you pack on too many things, and you will hit a rock at some point if you do not take the time to rest. So uh, obviously th- there are lifestyle changes that you can use to help you cope to to prevent it to make sure that you're checking the worst. And one of the things I saw is they remove the stressor. So remove whatever is causing the stress remove if it's one too many tasks maybe maybe you should cut down on some of those things um take a break which i think we 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 downplay a lot like you even hear in popular culture people saying that um sleep is i won't sleep until i'm dead you know things that we take for granted like Mm -hmm. there's no yeah we say some of these things almost like saying that if as if sleep is a bad thing or if you don't take the time out it means you're lazy now, laziness is a whole different thing. It has nothing to do with burnout. Burnout usually is a product of overworking yourself. So take a break. Um, exercise. The time it takes, because that now means that physical activity to get your body, your heart pumping, to get your body flowing. Um, learn how to relax. Uh, meditating, uh, Meditation and all them. Um, that. Get more sleep. Some people think it's okay to live off three hours of sleep or oh, oh, what I've done. So, and you see people boasting about it the amount of things I've gotten done by 7 a.m. Some of you have not even done it by 10. It's a way of people bragging about how they became successful, but is it really the template that God has told us to work by? Are we supposed to be working like that without any break, without any rest, without any pacing of ourselves? Um, Keep, I actually saw online say, keep a gratitude journal, like take the time to even appreciate the small success. Some of us are so concerned with the big picture that we don't see the little, the little progress is made. God actually said, when he was talking about the Israelites, when he was talking about delivering them from the hands of Pharaoh, that he was going to, little by little, was how he was going to make them succeed. Because you can't just dump that whole thing on them. It might be too much for them to handle. And obviously, like I said, if, it, if you remain in burnout long enough, you may have to look for medical treatment. Because the thing about burnout is that when something is mental and emotional and physical, there might now be something that you have to now go check to see what is going on, what is causing the fatigue, what is causing the aches. Because when you're now in pain, in physical pain, then this, you're going to need some kind of medical intervention. Everything I got from here told me one thing. A Christian specifically now that is facing burnout. The main thing that even looking at my own life, I could see it, is when we switch from relying on God to becoming self-reliant, I promise you 100%, you will hit burnout. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus paid for our sins in dying on the cross, we are his. What happens when we now take him out of the equation and we want to fix it ourselves? We're going to hit a rock. Very fast, and I think that's where a lot of Christians, not that I'm um, not that they do not that we do winning it but sometimes even in some of the things we won't plan as leaders, as preachers, as ministers, you want to plan all these events in one year and doing all this many, you're doing all this busy work for God, and you're saying yes to things that you know that you don't have the space to do. You know that you pack your schedule so packed that it's even too much that you don't even know when to say no. Or you don't even understand that, yes, God has called you, but it doesn't mean that every time there's a need somewhere that you're the one that's supposed to fulfill it. I don't know if that makes sense. So it doesn't mean that every time there's a need that you are the one that has to fulfill it. You have to understand, okay, God has called me. If God did not tell you, go do it. Some of us think we're helping God by saying, I've been through it. So I'm the one that, I'm the only one that can do it. And God will be saying, I didn't didn't ask you. I never told you to do it. So now you add something else to an already packed schedule and they're burning the candle at all ends because now you have to now meet up with these commitments that is even too much on your plate. So what happens when you're trying to meet up with these commitments? You're going to make sure you cut down on your sleep. You're going to start eating and eating and drinking things that are not even healthy for your body. So because so Red Bull becomes your friend because you're trying to make sure that you get all these things done. Red Bull, coffee, donuts. I'm not saying those things are bad but that now becomes because you now have to almost like push your body to work over time to fulfill all these commitments that you've put on your plate and it's self-reliance because you start getting mad at God oh God was no because like I didn't even ask you to be the one to say yes to everything now you're you're pushing yourself to the limit and you're trying to claim that oh God has graced me for all that said I didn't grace you to do like a hundred things you were supposed to stop at 20. My grace is sufficient for you but what happens is that when we start thinking we're doing the work of God and get so busy, we take God out of the equation and we start working on our own strength, on our own ability. Oh, God has enabled me to do this thing before. But maybe in that season, God needed you to do all those things. But in this current season, is it telling you to do that? thing? Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that, that I, I think the biggest reason a Christian will fall into burnout is that they switch from being reliant on God and listening to the Holy Spirit and they rely on themselves. Here's- so... Yes. You can.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just want to read the scripture real quick. It's Matthew fourteen, um, Matthew fourteen twenty nine to to um, thirty two. It says, uh, "So he said, Come. This is this is the, the 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 account of of Peter walking on the water. Uh, Peter had asked him, uh, "Lord, if it's you, command me to come to the water." So he said, "Come." And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So even as you're talking about like being swamped, right, yeah. someone being swamped in something, sometimes we're doing something that God has called us to do, but then we take our eye off of the one that is supposed to do the very thing, who is God, and we're going to look at all the other circumstances and situations, and mm-hmm. then we begin to sink. So sometimes as Christians, we have to keep our eyes focused on Him, that He has called us maybe to do this one thing, then do that one thing He's called <laughs> you to do. You know, if that's what He's called us to do, do that one thing, So it's because you're focused on Him. And once you're focused on Him, you keep, you notice Peter was walking on the water. The minute he took his eyes off of Jesus, all of a sudden he saw that the, you know that the, you know the wind was boisterous. All this stuff is going on. He began to sink, He began to feel overwhelmed. He began to get what's going on over here because he took his eye off of Jesus. So the first thing, burnout starts. It starts when we take our eye off of, off of him. That's when it really starts. That's when we begin to feel swamped. So we have to go back to okay, what did God tell me to do, and why did I take my eye, eye off of Him? So maybe God has called you to do something or anything like that. Do the one thing God has called you to do because I heard someone say this once and I'm gonna pass it over to you. I heard someone say this once. Said the if the enemy can't stop you, he'll get behind you to push you. Because he knows he, the enemy knows very well if I can get you tired and overwhelmed, then you would start falling for all these all these vices that you wouldn't fall for because you're not mm-hmm. trying to medicate yourself.
1: Yeah. Self medication. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to add that part. In.
1: Yeah. And like you said, the first thing is turning our eyes. And once we turn our uh, focus, like you said, we start seeing all the other things. And we we start to fix other things. And and I think that's like you would think of the parable of the, the talents and the one that had the one talent he went to bury it. Sometimes God may have called you for just that one thing. You're supposed mm-hmm. to focus on that one thing. I don't, you might be looking at the other person that God has grace for five things. That's not your lane. Leave that person. To figure out what they're supposed to do, you focus on what God has called you to do, and you ask Him for help. It's like He has called you, so He will be the one to equip you. He never said, "I will." You will equip yourself, and I think that's where we forget it—that we want to help God because that's that was what Sarah thought she was doing when um um God promised when when, I, when the child was promised, they mm-hmm. wanted to help God. So it's like, ah, we're hitting a certain age; nothing is happening. To, told her maid, "Go, yeah," and we can see the even to today the, the the ramifications of that decision we see it because we she took her focus off the one that had even blessed them with wealth so um the story when i was researching that came to my mind not even abraham was was elijah when you look at the life of elijah god used him so mightily yet elijah to me really showed a case of someone that god burnt out um i think if you read the chapters from 1 Kings 18 to 20, you see how God used Elijah mightily and he told him to go tell King Ahab then that there's going to be drought. And um, I think from verse 17, he mentioned to him that there was going to be drought or whatever. And, and when he told him, Elijah sort of like left. Now, when Elijah came back, I think in chapter 18, um, he literally... Was uh, he told um, them, we we know the whole story of the prophets of Baal, he saw Obadiah, who was also a prophet and Obadiah was, uh, and he said, tell Ahab I'm here and Obadiah was like, hey, please don't let me pass that message because they've been looking for you for a long time and I don't want to be the one to go tell the king, oh, Elijah is is here and then the king will kill me because he's going to think it's a lie and it's like, because of what you even said when when, um, Jezebel was trying to kill prophets, I hid prophets by the fifties in caves to hide. Elijah was so in his zone about what God had told that he didn't even hear the part where Obadiah I 'I hid these prophets, didn't hear it. We see the whole story play out about the prophets of Baal and how they didn't, and how um, God used um, Elijah mightily to, uh, um, to silence basically 850 prophets, 450 and an additional 400 and consumed and the sacrifice that um, Elijah uh, made. Yet, with all those things, we see that when you get into, I believe, um, in verse, in chapter 18, uh, when when um, rain finally came because God Elijah told Ahab, go home quickly, rain is coming. Ahab tells Jezebel, his wife, and what does Jezebel say? Sends a message to Elijah by this time tomorrow, I'm going to have you killed. God had just used Elijah to do this powerful thing. Yet, what, what did Elijah do first? Man, he ran for his dear life. And he said, um, um, it, when you, it keeps going, he said, um, has it not been, first um, uh, Kings chapter 18, verse 13. Um, um, first, if I'm gonna break it down as much as I can. Obadiah first sees Elijah and he says, has it not been told to my Lord Elijah what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord, how I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets by fifties in a cave and provided them with bread and water? This is in chapter 18, verse 13. Elijah by verse 22 says, then Elijah said to the people, I alone remain a prophet of the Lord. While Baal's prophets are four hundred and fifty men, somehow he did not connect the fact that there were prophets that were that had not bowed down to Baal at this point. Mm-hmm. He, it's for some reason it didn't really connect. You read the whole of eighteen. God gave him the strength to do what needs to be done, and then but when he now ran from Jezebel, this is Elijah by verse chapter nineteen four to eight, he says, but he himself traveled a day's journey into the wilderness and he came down and sat down under a juniper tree and asked God that he might die. He said, it is enough now, O Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. God had just used him to wipe out a major amount of prophets that were were idol worshippers. Yet when almost like, I want to say maybe the high priestess, which was the queen Jezebel, sent that word he panicked he ran and he told god he didn't go to god he didn't you know how we pray some prayer say god do this on, on my behalf blah, blah. he didn't go and pray to god he just told god take my life uh-huh. i am done it's time I'm, I'm exiting the scene he was able by the power of god to silence 450 or 850 prophets of baal but when Jezebel sent that message he panicked went to the hiding didn't go and pray any warrior prayer It's like, I am done, and he passed out because a lot of strength had left him at that point. He passed out, and they said an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Why I like this scripture is that even when we hit that burnout, even when we get drained, God is still with us. And I think we forget that, even when we get to that point. So God sent an angel and made sure for like three days, made sure he ate, made sure he got his strength back. That was still not enough. The, uh, um, uh, when we're burnt out, and that's how you start knowing, like, how do I prevent it? How are the signs showing up? When you start relying on yourself, and you start almost like your lens also switches, like what you mentioned about Peter. Your mm-hmm. lens switches. is no longer about God. It's about all the obstacles you can see. So I when you switch the lens, God has fed him now for three days. In verse 10 he, of the same chapter 19, he says, he tells God, "I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, proclaiming what is rightly, rightfully and uniquely His, for the sons of Israel have abandoned your covenant." He literally does the whole Israel. He's like, oh, "I'm the only one." and say, so, "And only I, I am left, and they seek to take away my life. God have fed him three days. But you could tell he was still burnt. He was still weary. He was still drained. So your lens, when you're hitting burnout, some of the things that you can that you can almost start saying that, okay, I need to do an inventory, what's going on? You're going to start seeing all the obstacles as bigger than God. You start seeing all the problems as bigger than God. So God is with you, but at the same time, you're seeing all the things. I'm seeing the problems. Oh, I want to open this business. I'm seeing the fact that, oh, God, all these people I'm trying to hit uh, advertise to, so they're not really patronizing me oh god i'm trying to write this this paper but um the amount of time i have is limited. i start seeing i start nitpicking at the problems i start mm-hmm. giving god the whys as to why this thing that is happening like god if you are not in fact if you're not done something more like that, like she still has people that can come and kill me so I'm the only one left. What am I supposed to do? Yes, I'm strong now. What am I supposed to do? And even in verse 14, he repeated it again. I have been very zealous because the sons of Israel have abandoned your covenant, turned down your altars and killed your prophets. I, only I, you see how his lens is blurry. It has switched. He's not seeing support. He's not seeing that there's any other person to help him. He's seeing it as I'm the only one left. You want to say something?
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I was gonna say, as you as you were saying that, it reminds you of Moses when God called Moses, and Moses was giving him all the list laundry list of reasons why he couldn't do what God had called him to do, you know. And then eventually say, you know what, just pick somebody else. And then God actually got a little bit uh, upset with him. It's like, okay, you know, do I, I, you have your brother Aaron there that is a good speaker. I know he can speak well, but as you were saying that, he was looking at giving all the laundry all the laundry list of reasons why he couldn't, and it just he hits me as like when when someone is in burnout, the, their mind switches from a mind that is full of faith to a mind that becomes carnal and a carnal yeah. mind sees thinks is a, is a very humanistic mind, meaning it, it sees all the problems. It sees all the things and it gives all the reasons why this cannot happen according to what God said. And the scriptures talks about how, you know, if we're carnally minded, we, we can't even please God. So in terms of preventing burnout, we have to make sure that, one, that we are actually constantly remaining in the Word of God. And we're not just studying the Word of God as, let me just check this list off because I have so many X, Y, and Z to do. No, we're actually taking time in it because it reminds you of the story of, of Mary and Martha. I'm going to pass this on. Mary and Martha, how Mary was at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. And Martha was busy doing all the things. And Martha actually got irritated and said, can't you hate Jesus? Can't you tell her to actually come and help me here because I have so much things to do. And Jesus said, she has chosen, 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 chosen the greater thing. This will not be taken from her. So that Martha was busy doing work while Mary was actually listening. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that when they, there's that deception, that we think that busyness equals productivity.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. That we, mm-hmm. we we think that business, if I do this and do this and do this and do that, and God then while we're, me. while we're doing all these things, we 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 subtract from our devotion to God because we have so many things to do. But it's actually, it's actually is actually it's actually the reverse. Because Jesus always spent time, always took time away to pray, but he actually was more effective. So I actually would like to submit that the more time you spend with God, it actually makes you more effective in the very things that you have to do. Because things now become precise.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: But yeah, go ahead.
1: And I think the picture God was trying to paint, because in 1 Kings nineteen ten, when he first complained that I only, I am left. Mm-hmm. In verse 11, the first thing uh, is, uh, God tells him is, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. So it's like what you were saying, you have to go back to God. Yep. He was trying to, you can't do this on your own. And almost like God even broke it down. Because I think some of us think that God will always come with this loud voice and you see the different ways. And he said, when he stood, a powerful wind was tearing um, God was not in the wind and they talk about in the er- um, an earthquake happened. There was a fire, but God was not in the fire and then a gentle blowing and then he heard his voice. What that to me actually showed is that Elijah had to be calm to hear the voice of God.
0: Yeah, Calmness
1: yeah. also means rest.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: rested person is always going to be more productive than somebody who has not had the time to rest. You see? So it's like yeah, yes, you've done these things with the prophets of Baal, you've done this time, you're doing it, but you're still not getting it. It's not the works, it's not the big miracles. It's in taking the time
0: yeah, to spend yeah.
1: with me. So it's almost like he had to bring him down to yes, all this noise is good. The miracles are for people to come to and the signs are for the people. But if you want to know how did he say about Moses, the, the people knew the acts, but the ways Moses of come because Moses yeah. spent Time. So God Mm -hmm. was almost trying to paint a picture that, yes, this huge wind, I'm not there. This earthquake, I'm not there. But in the small voice, when I'm too busy, I'm not going to have the time to hear the small voice. Think of it. That's why there's power in waking up, whether you sleep late and maybe before you sleep, or waking up first in the morning and spending time with God. Because at that time... Even if you have a hundred things to do, there's still that time when you just wake up where there's almost like a calm. It's like a Mm -hmm. reset. So before you even get into trying to do those hundred things, you're taking the time now to take an inventory, get your strength from him because you're almost like shifting and saying that you're my source. So I'm going to take the time under the source of strength and receive my wisdom from there, receive my direction from there before I do any other thing. Let me take the time. And God honors that because in that quiet time is when you can hear from him. Elijah saw him in the quietness. So I think there's, there's a lot to say about us doing too many things. And we're not going to hear from him because we're too busy. And the problem with being too busy is that what happens at the end of the day? If you're working all the way to like 11 p.m., what happens when you get home? You're not praying.
0: Yes, you're slumping. You're, out.
1: you're yeah. wiped out. And even when you now wake up, because you're now sleeping limited hours, you wake up still tired. Because you give yourself too much, and it's just like it just keeps going. And what happens? You hit a wall. It's burnout. Why yeah. you see some people collapse from physical exhaustion, and you've worked your body to a point where your body is like, "We're done. We can't I, do this I, anymore." I,
0: I, I think, I think, I think because even even when you talk about uh, uh, Elijah and, and the mm. great victory they had at, at, at Mount Carmel, mm. it just reminds me because right after one Jezebel not threaten him, and he, and he now panicked and he ran. I want to. Compare that to, to another story in Judging of Samson, when Samson had, de- had defeated the Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. Yep. Yeah, and right after that, in think Judges fifteen seventeen, it says, and so it was when he had finished speaking that he threw the jawbone hand and he called the place ramath Lehi. Le- Le- then he became very thirsty. So he cried out to the Lord and said, you have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant. And now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? <laughs> Verse nineteen. So God split the hollow place that is in Lehi, and water came out, and he drank, and his spirit returned, and he and he revived. Therefore, he called the name En hakori which which is Le- which is in Lehi to this day. So when he had had this great victory of defeating the, the Philistines with, with with the jawbone of a donkey, he was tired, but his 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 his, his response was to go to the Lord and say, Hey. All these things I've done, I'm not going to just die of thirst. So God revived him. And that's the thing. When we're doing what we're doing for God and we feel this, this our energy sapping, that's what the scripture talks about. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Right? They shall renew their strength. So we have to have always to go to, back. We mm-hmm. have to go back. So to prevent burnout, you have to remember, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Are the, branches. the branch cannot cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Mm-hmm. mistake that we make is sometimes that we we see all these things and we, not because we want to, but we disconnect ourselves from God. So what happens is we're working, working, doing all these things, and our prayer time now becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. And I'm not saying that length of prayer is what, but what are you giving your time to? If you're giving your time to all these things, but God is getting a little tiny, tiny bit. I'm not trying to be legalistic. You have to check that out because you come and do this five minute prayer. Amen. Okay. And you're out. No time spent in any word is like, is like when you're is like the difference between McDonald's and, and a well-cooked cooked meal. It's not the same thing. One is junk food, which actually makes you tired. The other one is a well-cooked meal, which actually gives you strength. You know, you can't expect to have great faith if you're if you're if you're if you're if you're if you're feeding on on Kit Kat sized um scriptures. That you just get it from Instagram, that's it. So at the end of the day, you have to spend time in God. And when you spend time in God, like you said, you wake up in the morning early enough and you don't spend that quiet time with him. Guess what? It it, it energizes you for the rest of the day so that you actually now become more effective. And guess what? You're not able to say yes to the things God has called you to do and you're and able to no. say no to the things that, you know what, this is not really necessary right now. Or this may be, might, might not be important for now. I can push it off for another day because this is not mm-hmm. what is needed right now. So that it gives mm-hmm. you clarity. It gives you purpose because spending time with God will actually put things in motion. Okay. You cannot prioritize. This is important right now. This can be pushed off right now. But well, that's the thing. We are to spend time with him. So how do you prevent burnout is by spending more time with him in prayer, in the word, you have to understand that the Word of God is, is is food for your spirit, and when you're not in the Word of God, your spirit now becomes gaunt looking, and it now becomes you now become weak, and that's when the enemy. That's why people that are now in burnout or they they fall into temptation. They, yeah, they fall into temptation, yeah, because they're you trying at, to cope. Yeah, you look at David when the kings were out, when the season for the kings were out to war, he was in he was in his he was in his crib sleeping. And then he went to the rooftop and then he saw Bathsheba and then we know all the whole story. But had he actually gone to war when he was supposed to go to war, he would never have seen Bathsheba. So to prevent burnout, you need to actually spend time in the Word of God. You need to spend time in, in, in Him. So at least that way it now, now gives you strength to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. So that's that's what it is. I don't know if you have anything to just to, to add on before we, we close. Anything you want to add well, on to that?
1: Yeah, what I want to just cap is that. When this whole thing with Elijah happened, mm-hmm. by the time he now heard the voice of God, God now actually broke down how he was going to one weaken the kingdom of Ahab and end the whole thing with bow. And he now told him in verse eighteen, "I will leave seven thousand survivors in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed down to bow." So it tells me that when you're in burnout, you're not even seeing that you have support. Yeah. You're not even seeing that you have help. Burnout almost like will isolate you to the point where you can't even tell, because God might be tell you, go meet this person. You're not going to hear because you're thinking, woe is me. It becomes like a mm-hmm. self-pity party. Woe yeah. is me. Nobody else is here to hear of me. I'm the only one going through this. If you know what I'm going through. And you, you can't hear anybody's testimony because you are so, it's like tunnel vision into your own pity. Mm-hmm. Tunnel vision to all the obstacles. Tunnel vision. And it's like when we switch from God reliance to self-reliance, that's what happened. So God had to tell him, there are 7,000 people. I didn't create the seven. They are there that have not yeah. bowed down. Like Elijah didn't even remember that Obadiah told him there were prophets by the 50s. God, it's At that time, God actually even told him to go anoint Elisha. Like he didn't even realize that there were other people. He didn't even see his support yeah. because he was so he was so burnt out. And I think so preventing burnout, like you said, I think um, um, the more we take, and I think it's not a one-time thing, the more we take the time to spend with God early in the morning, take snippets over through the day. Like Sometimes I think it's even necessary sometimes that Granted, some, there's, um, depending on the kind of work you do, there may be some positions, working with kids or working with in certain areas that you might not have the time to take for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you take it early enough in the day, maybe during your break time or if you're on on, on on transportation or if you're driving in, if even during the drive to work, after you've had your morning prayer, you're listening to scripture or you're listening to a message, something so that you're always connecting
0: fit.
1: yeah yes yeah, so that even if i'm doing a physical like really physical activity because i i think as children of god it would be disrespectful if you're working with kids and you're saying wait first let me go and study the word and you abandon it mm-hmm. that's not that's not good representation so even the the small times you have during the day to plug in and listen to the scripture uh um um Uh, vocally, like like an audio version. All Mm -hmm. those little things help to even build you throughout the day. And yes, there are going to be some days that you might only have time for that morning prayer, but that constant renewal and constant reliance on him. And like you said, it's not about the length of the prayer, but I think when you're fully connected to God and you're studying that word, there are going to be times a day that you might only just go to the restroom. And just say, "Hey, God, give me clarity, give me wisdom." Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's just enough. That's all you need in that moment. Because, but you can only do that and hear from God because you were already plugged into Him. From but when you're so busy, you will make decisions out of experience, out of emotion, like irrational decisions, and say yes to things you shouldn't because you're no longer you're, you're doing this based on your own head. Yeah. So I think um, the, in, in the the scripture I want to end with is from Hebrews. Um, I think Hebrews 12, 13, it says, because I think you have to almost identify, like you said, how do you prevent it? Identify when you're not taking enough rest. I think you have, as, as we have to understand that rest is important. Like even when you're doing the thing God has called you to do, you have to understand that rest is important. You have to understand as that you shouldn't be sleeping on three hours and thinking you're going to, this is just, this is just basic taking care of the body hey, that he
0: has given you. Hey, you look, look at look at this. Even even in creation, the Bible says that God rested.
1: If God, and that's what I say if God, if God has rested from the present, yeah, he, <laughs> because he he set he literally set the framework as yeah. to what we should do, mm-hmm. and we're not doing that. Look, if people think Jesus did not take rest when they were making noise, he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I think all these little things we take for granted that we think, and that's why I said that that common slogan: "I will sleep when I die." You will burn yourself out. Even if you are doing God's work if you do it beyond the like the the time period of supposed to do it you should take the time to rest you should know how to tell people no you can't please everybody sometimes like you don't want to explain the why sometimes saying no is also setting boundary as to what you know you can do so um Hebrews twelve thirteen says cut through and make smooth straight paths for your feet that are safe to go in the right direction so that the leg which is lame may not be put out of joint but rather may be healed. Mm-hmm. So it's like telling you, even the parts of your body that are weak, you can go back to God. He can put it in place. He can heal it. So there's even healing that can come from burnouts because you now recognize, wait a minute, I can't do this work on my own. I can't do this job on my own. I can't, I can't even prepare this meal or prepare this, feed, prepare this celebration for my own. I can't even prepare this conference or this event that reflects God. I can't even do it on my own strength. I can't, I can't do this school thing on my own. I, we have to almost recognize that anything, even the things we think are mundane, we can't do it on our own ability. So turning back to God on a daily basis and checking in and saying, God, lead me here. What should I do? Even if even if your life has come to a point where you feel like, oh, I'm so far away from him. Look, as long as you've given your life to Christ and as long as you're alive, you are never too far away from God. Yeah, You can yeah. always come back. You can always come back. It's like we recognize it. Like I know say, it's okay. Like you said, it is okay to say no to things because you know your limits. It yeah. is okay to get enough sleep. Yes, there may be times in your life that you, might only have, you only have the time to get like four hours, but you can't make that a lifestyle where you're only living off this limited amount of sleep and you think, like you said, you think the Red Bulls and caffeine is supposed to not keep you going. That is not supposed to be a, a long-term goal take an inventory of what you're doing with your time. Like what you said, you almost have to like take stock. What am I doing with this time? Mm-hmm. Maybe part of why I'm burnt is I'm spending too much time on this thing instead of spending more time. Like how much time am I ever spending in the word of God?
0: I'm spending more time God. on I'm Netflix. I'm
1: guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spending time on a, yep. Netflix or I'm on the YouTube rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, like, d- don't look, do that to yourself.
1: Even watching messages, too many of them in a day and you have other stuff to do. Will lead you, you to know, burnout because so, you go through that rabbit hole. Yeah. And yeah. Re- yes. No, no and so I think it, also remember that ahead. you're not, you don't have to be the one. You know how they tell you in a church set aside, oh, who was a volunteer? Please sometimes leave your hand down. You don't have to be the one for everything. You're not the face of everything. Let other people do it. And also, like you said, ask God for strength, know your limits, ask God for help, and ask Him for healing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's because even even in even in because I'm going to pray after this. It's like even in Jeremiah when it talks about seventeen, where, uh, where it says, "Curses the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength." One of the things of burnout is that you begin to make your flesh, yourself, your strength. And it says this: whose heart departs from the Lord. That's the thing. God is the one that's supposed to strengthen your heart to do what He has called you to do. Because God will only give His grace to do the things He's called you to do. God is not going to give you His grace to do what what do your own agenda. But then this is what I'm going to leave with. And I want Pastor Derek to pray after this. It's like, blesses the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The man who trusts in the Lord. The man who trusts in the Lord will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That person will always bear fruit. In, 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 in will always bear fruit. We never have a time where he's not bearing fruit. So I just want to encourage you that if you're feeling burnout, if you're feeling tired, go back to your first love. You might have to cut off some things. You might have to say no to some things because you have to determine for yourself what it is, what's important here. Because burnout, if you don't deal with burnout, trust me, you will start picking up habits that you should not be picking up. So go back to your first love, get back into the word of God, have a love, have an appreciation for the word of God. Don't just study the word to preach to others or study the word to quote to others. Let the word of God be life to you. Let it be life to you. When it becomes life to you, it now becomes, it not becomes a, a lifestyle. It now becomes, it now becomes who you are. So I just want to thank you for listening. And I just want to ask Pastor Dury if you can just, Pray for those that are listening now and pray for those that will be listening once once this goes on on the as a, as a podcast. Those that may be experiencing burnout, that God will strengthen them even during this time.
1: Sure. And the one thing I also want to add is that even as we want to go back and say, God, I recognize that I've, I'm being burnt out. I recognize that I've relied on myself more than you i think we almost have to if you make a decision right now that god starting from this evening or starting from tomorrow morning i'm going to wake up i'm going to study the word of god i'm going to take the time be intentional about it and what i mean by that is don't remove your emotions out of the equation because i tr- trust you you make that decision the first thing your emotion will do in the morning will be like not today let me sleep some more so i i think when we're being intentional you almost have to say emotions get out of this i'm making this choice to do this because it's going to benefit me it's going to make me grow it's going to discipline me so um as um, i just want to pray for everyone that is on right now that god you know our hearts lord we you you know that we love you. You know that we're trusting you, Lord. Lord, help us, oh Lord, even as human beings, oh Lord, to know that our reliance, that as children of God that have given themselves over to Jesus Christ, that we are yours, Lord. And let us understand that we are fully yours, that we don't just make you our savior, but we also make you our Lord. Meaning that every decision, oh Lord, every action, oh Lord, everything that comes out of our mouth, everything that we do is showing that we are yours oh Lord the decisions we take we go back to you first before we take them the places we go we come in we, we, we check in with you we spend time in your word we learn to love your word we get a zeal for your word Lord I ask oh Lord for a renewed zeal a renewed fire a renewed wanting to, to serve you to honor you to to put you first oh Lord Jesus because it is only when we wait on you that we can receive and renew our strength oh Lord Jesus a lot of us right, are, are working on fumes right now we're trying to figure it out we're going through so much it's been a tough year and it's led a lot of us to, to 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 question and to doubt and to feel frustrated lord let us go back to our first love let us go back oh lord to the why lord you first loved us you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins it is by him, oh Lord. It's by Jesus Christ that we can claim our righteousness. It is through Jesus Christ that we that that his blood that is forever atoning for our sins that we have full access to you, Lord. So help us, Lord, in our time of need, Lord. Help us, oh Lord, to know and recognize that you are the source of our strength. You are the source of our prosperity. You are the source of our health. You are the source of everything that pertains to our life, all of the decisions we have to take in school, the decisions we have to take in business, the decisions we have to take in our lives, in our family, finances concerning our children but let us commit everything you said we should cast all our cares on your oh lord because we know your lord is light oh lord jesus we are not equipped to carry this in our own strength in our own ability oh lord so we rely on you and we give it all to you lord jesus help us O oh lord to recognize when we are going when we go off track help us oh lord like peter to recognize that we're switching our eyes from you and we're switching it to the obstacles and to the issues oh lord let us remain focused on you thank you lord oh lord for for allowing us to recognize this oh lord and we give you all the glory and all the honor and
0: all The praise in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much for that, Pastor During. Um, thank you for everyone that is listening. Um, this is Peculiar Youth Connect. If you like this recording and every and, and what we're doing, please um, follow and you can also um, a- a- inform your friends when we go live. We go live every Tuesdays at 9 p.m. uh, New York time. So, again, thank you for listening. My name is Tanuru Osa, I'm the youth pastor of Peculiar Assembly. So, until next time, God bless you and have a good night, everyone. Good night.
1: Good night.
0: Thank you again for listening. This podcast should be available on the Peculiar Assembly app. Um, just go and download the app from either Google or Apple Play Stores. And it should also be available on any streaming platform they have. Um, Amazon streaming should be available on Spotify. We're also working to get it available on Apple um, Podcasts also. Again, my name is Tanuru Osa. This is Peculiar Youth Connect. Thank you for listening and God bless. Bye-bye.